These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. The Chicago Bears have hired their quarterback coach and Kerry Joseph. We're going to talk about his resume and what he's going to bring to the Chicago Bears team. And the Bears are set to interview Joe Barry, a former Green Bay Packer coach. As their DC, we're going to talk about that, plus dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host there, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today. So I got two topics before we dive into the mailbag. We've gotten a lot of new subscribers as well. So if you're new to the channel or the podcast, Fridays and Saturdays are mailbag days. It's when we the most of the show is based strictly off your voicemail. So I'll tell you guys how to get those thoughts in at the end of the show. But we love to engage with you guys. So make sure you can get that in either through voicemail, text, or email. We'll tell you guys how to do that. But the Bears have now officially hired their QB coach in Kerry Joseph. Now, this is a guy, this is according to Tom Pelissero as well, that he was the Seahawks assistant quarterback coach for two years under Shane Waldron. So that there's that chemistry there. Kerry Joseph also was a former CFL quarterback and NFL safety, surprisingly enough. He got his starting coaching back in 2014 when he was a training camp intern for the New, New Orleans Saints. And then he served as the co-offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach at McNeese State. And he also played for Seattle. He joined the Seahawks in 2020 as an offensive assistant and then was promoted to assistant wide receiver coach in 2021 and then the assistant Carter's back coach in 2022. So this is a promotion for Kerry Joseph. This is somebody, again, who's been on Shane Waldron's staff before. So that makes sense. He has that shorthand, that familiarity with the system. And this is a guy who's going to be working with our quarterback, whether that quarterback ends up being Justin Fields or Kayla Williams or Drake May or any other quarterback in this draft if the Bears decide to move on from Justin Fields. This is a guy who's going to help guide that development. And so bringing in somebody who understands and have that depth of knowledge of what Shane Waldron kind of needs in that offensive scheme. He's worked with good quarterbacks before. He's He's been a quarterback. Um, and, you know, this is a big step for that. Uh, you know, Shane Waldron is kind of putting his imprint totally on that offensive side of the ball for the Chicago Bears. We knew that he was going to be bringing in some of the guys uh, from his his former staff. And so Kerry Joseph now officially becomes the quarterback coach for the Chicago Bears. And again, this is it's enough reason to be excited, right? I mean, if you're excited about Shane Waldron, this kind of goes hand in hand with that. Uh, he's a guy that as well, you know, is, is you know, he, he reunites with Shane Waldron. You like to see that. And it's an important decision. This is one of the most important hires for Waldron because he's going to be, uh, in charge of either the development of, of turning Justin Fields' career around or developing a new quarterback in Kayla Williams or anyone else. So this is this is a, a big hire for the Chicago Bears. And, you know, I don't want to overstate it or understate it, but it is a very important because this is the guy who's going to be working 
day in and day out with the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Whoever that quarterback is, that remains to be seen, right? You know, we, we all have our hopes on who it's going to be, whether you're a Caleb Williams guy or a Justin Fields guy. Again, you guys know I've checked out of that conversation because it's just become an external debate amongst Bears fans. And I'm, at the end of the day, like I said, if I'm going to trust Ryan Poles, if I'm going to trust Kevin Warren, I have to trust whoever that is that's going to be that next quarterback. Whatever decision that they make, it has to work. And if it does work, more power to him. But Kerry uh, now is going to be the guy who's leading that development of whoever it is. And so shout out to Kerry Joseph because, listen, while quarterbacks, coaches don't get a whole hell of a lot of the attention in media or from fans, he has an extremely important job of what he's going to be what he's going to be molding here for the Chicago Bears. And so this is a very big hire. I'm not surprised that this is one of the first hires that we're hearing about for Shane Waldron's staff because, listen, Shane understands and knows what it, what how important it is to get that right quarterback coach and what they're going to be able to try to bring out of whoever the quarterback is for the Chicago Bears. Now, with that said, we got more coaching news. This one isn't as positive. So former Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry is set to interview for a position with the Chicago Bears. Now, some people expect it or thinking that it is D.C. It doesn't necessarily have to be the defensive coordinator. Uh, that, that language around that was a little bit. It left, you know, some some wiggle room if, he, if it's not the defensive coordinator. Now, Barry was the Packers defensive coordinator from 2021 to 2022. Before that, he was with the Los Angeles Rams from 2017 to 2020. He was the assistant head coach and linebackers coach with the Rams. And then he, he worked in Washington as the defensive coordinator in 2015. He also worked in uh, at San Diego as the linebackers coach from 2012 to 2014. And he does have a play calling experience as well. He's worked with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this is a guy who is seasoned. Now, there's some issues. His defense hasn't been the best. This is His defense has largely been kind of mid to underwhelming, downright under, underwhelming, considering the talent that he's had on some of the teams that he's coached. Now, it's not all bad. I don't want to paint it all as bad. They finished 10th in points allowed and 17th in yards. And so, you know, and uh, Green Bay's defense's DVOA was ranked as the sixth worth, worst in football. So the Bears ranked, for that matter, 17th. So that's a, that's 10 spots better than what Barry was able to get. So I don't like Joe Barry here, as I, I've been fairly optimistic about most of the coaches that we've hired for any of the positions. But when it comes down to Joe Barry, first of all, we just got rid of a former Packer coach in a position. We are tired of secret agents. No more double agents. I'm sorry. This is a fan. This isn't the analysis, so I'm not giving fair analysis right now. I did that in the first part of this, talking about what he did, talking about his stops. This next minute or so is nothing but a fan perspective. I'm one of you guys here. Fuck Joe Barry. Fuck any other Packers coach. I don't want to see him here. I'm good on that. No, I don't want no more former cheeseheads on my goddamn team. None. Can we eliminate that? Can we stop interviewing people who used to work for the Pack? It's never worked out for us. Whether it be players, whether it be coaches, whatever it is, stop it. Just stop. What are we doing, bro? What are we doing? I don't like, again, I get it. That he's being interviewed for a position. So it's not necessarily the defensive coordinator position. But at the same time, I don't give a damn what it is. This was reported by Diana Russini from The Athletic. That I don't like it. It does not make me feel good. Stop interviewing cheeseheads. Stop it. Let's let it go. Please, I beg of you, stop. No more cheeseheads. None. 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 Joe Barry, no. Don't even come to Chicago. Don't even come to Illinois. Stay in Wisconsin. Go around the, around the state of Illinois. Don't make no stops. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. We don't want you. So, but maybe I'm a bit unfair. Again, now I'm putting back on my analyst cap. Let me know what you guys think on that. But it is Friday, so it is mailbag day. 
That means this episode is mainly built around your voicemails. We got six to get into, I think, today. Let's go ahead and get to this first one. This one's from Darius. What's going on, Hayes? Uh, Darius and Dallas again. Uh, it's got the uh, quick question for you, man, because I know a couple episodes ago you were talking about free agents, and you mentioned Christian Jones, and my fucking eyes lit up. Um, only issue with that, I know, as you said, you know, his age and the size of the contract, but I would be willing, if we can get Christian Jones, I'd be willing to let Jalen Johnson walk. I'd be willing to let him walk. Reason being is because if you look at that front seven, our linebacking core is one of the best in the league, in my opinion. You look at that front seven, and you can slide Javon Dexter down, and now you got a true three technique with Christian Jones help, probably even the best in the league. Uh, right, sitting right next to Montez Sweat, and let's say we get Jared Verse or somebody to go on the other edge. Man, this defense is about to get nasty if that happens. It's about to get nasty if that happens. And Tyreek Stevenson has showed me enough where I would be all right with, with him shadowing number one. Now. And uh, let's see if we can develop Harold Smith, uh, maybe get another veteran, uh, and get another guy in the draft just to kind of keep that depth going that we already have. Um, I love Jalen Johnson. I really do. I think he's a top five quarterback in the league, if not higher, uh, maybe even top three. But I'm a trenches first guy, as I've stated a couple times. Uh, and I'm just thinking, what level will this defense be when you add Christian Jones? Look at the impact that Montez Sweat made. If we can get Christian Jones, I would, along with that linebacking core, now we're talking about being in the conversation for one of the top one or two front sevens in the entire NFL. And what that's going to do, that's going to get a system from Shane Waldron. I know it's a brand-new system. It's going to take a little while. But the best thing for a quarterback to have in those situations is protection from the offensive line so that he can have time to process since he's not going to know the playbook by heart just yet, and a defense that can bail him out when he makes a mistake here and there. Uh, sort of like what we had in 2018, uh, except – Fields is a hell of a lot better than Mr. Bisky. Uh, you put you put Fields with that 2018 uh, defense that we had, I think we're going to the Super Bowl that year. That's just my opinion. Uh, so, guys, we're a lot closer than we think. One big piece can flip the whole script on the NFC North, man. The Packers are not that good, I don't feel like. Uh, uh, Detroit, they're good, but they're not Super Bowl caliber. And I feel like we can beat both of those teams. Uh, we're not we're not that far off, and I'm just wondering, man, that Christian Jones, of all the names that you said, um, that kind of seems like the one that would make the biggest uh, impact as far as free agent signing. And I just want to know, if that were to happen, would you be willing to let Jalen walk in order to get a guy like Christian in there uh, to shore up that front seven, man? That, that de- the defense is complete, I feel like, if we get a Christian. First of all, it's Chris Jones, not Christian Jones. His name is actually Christopher, if we're going to use Full names. I got to throw some fun at, at Darius there. But here's what I'll say. Chris Jones could be a great signing for the Chicago Bears. Everything that you listed is 100% fact, and I agree with all of it. Now, the part that I don't agree with, letting Jalen Johnson go. I get it, and you're right. What we have in Tyreek Stevenson, what this young secondary has shown, I don't disagree with you. And that's something that maybe the Bears are weighing in their negotiations with Jalen Johnson is to think, have Terrell, have Tyreek, and Kyler Gordon. Do we think we have enough there? Maybe even go out and get another corner rather than play, pay J.J. But in my, in my estimation, we saw Jalen Johnson play even better once Montez Sweat came. Now imagine if you shore up that front seven even more with a player like Chris Jones. I think that you, you, you try to keep Jalen if you can. Um, that's my opinion, but I get where you're coming from if, if you're saying that you know, you're a trenches guy. Everybody has their own leanings and biases, right? And so, you know, but I, I'm of, of the nature of when you have somebody like Jalen who's played what he's done, still 24 years old, 25 years old, 
that you, you want to hold on to that player and still go out there and get you. You want to add to. You don't want to add and take away because then I get it what you're saying, like especially expecting Tyreek to develop after a year. All that stuff is true. But just for me, I would love to see both happen. But, you know, if it comes down to it, if the Bears go out and get Chris Jones, regardless of what happens with any other position, I can't be mad at it. You're, you're absolutely shoring up that line. And like you said, Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, they're going to grow and develop from that as well. So it just comes down to will Ryan Poles be willing to spend the money that it's going to take to get Chris Jones? That's the biggest question in all of this. And I think it's a major one, but we'll see how it's going to shake out. But Darius, thank you for the voicemail. Let's get into this next one. This one is from Anthony. Hey, yo, what up, Hayes? It's your boy Anthony in Louisiana. Calling because something was just on my mind. Of, you know, this random thought that came through about the whole Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams and everything like that. And it dawned on me that if they decide to move on from Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams, isn't that getting the same player just in a younger form or fashion? That's like that's like a slap in the face to the fans, if you ask me. Like, this guy we don't want, but we'll get this guy that's exactly like this guy. But even though y'all wanted this guy, we don't want y'all to have this guy. Like, that's what it seems like to me. It's just just a weird dynamic if you if you ask me. To be honest, if they was to move on from Justin Fields, why not get a whole different type of quarterback? This way there's no if ands, or buts about, you know, was it Justin Fields because he held on to the ball or because he scrambled too much or couldn't do reads? Or why not go out and get a guy like a Michael Penix who's a pocket passer who can escape the pocket if need be, but sits in, in the pocket and makes a lot of good throws from the pocket. You know what I mean? Like, it's just something on my mind, you know, just want to pick your brain about it. Let me know what you think, but, you know, always Chicago up, better. Are Justin and Caleb the same player? Okay, here's the thing. I'll say yes and no in some ways. They do have a lot of the same flaws. Now, I will say that they have different strengths. I think Justin Fields is a better runner, but for what many people said, does that matter if you want a quarterback, like you want the ability to run, but how, how much does that ability have to be? And Caleb has enough of that to do some of that, to really extend some things out. So I, I think when it comes down to this, it, it's, just, it's just that the people that are labeling Caleb Williams generational, which we have another voicemail on, I, I think a lot of those guys are falling into the national media narrative and haven't watched a whole hell of a lot of it. They are very similar players. Justin is taller, as you said. Caleb is short for the quarterback position, and in some ways, we've seen shorter quarterbacks thrive as well. So, but I, I don't think that they're the same player, but they do have a lot of strengths and skills that overlap. The question that you ask, that you're asking, and that it's not just about skill set though; it's about caliber. A lot of people can have similar skill sets, but the caliber in which they're able to execute those skill sets at is what separates them, and that's what the the Chicago Bears front office is going to have to ask themselves in this debate about Justin Fields and Caleb Williams: is that what's the caliber? That's the question to ask, but great voicemail there, Anthony. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Gold Blue. What up, my boys? It's your boy, Gold Blue, calling from that 901 Funky Town. For y'all that don't know Memphis 10, need y'all, I'm going to have to get y'all boys down here, get some of that barbecue and play some of them blue music and talk bears, baby, because that's what we do. But, you know, I wanted to chime in on uh, Waldron. You know, I, I was listening to, you know, the, the point of people talking about the offense you know, and, and, and what Shane has to bring into the offense. And, you know, I was more so looking outside, looking in on how his offense operated versus elite defenses. Like the Dallas games, you know, they played 49ers, you know. Games like that, I think that was so pulled into 
one of the higher shames in, in my belief. You know, like I said, I went back and watched some of those games, the highlights at least on, you know, when they played Baltimore, they got stumped. But you could see the offense. You could see what he was trying to maneuver and do as far as the wide. I, I, I love one thing about him. I love the wide receiver schemes that he have. Actually see slants, dig routes, hitches, something that we never got with Getz. You know what I mean? So it's going it's, to, it's, it's, I, I don't think it's going to work the first I'm hoping that it works the first time that he's here but the question is how many receivers do y'all think we need because drafting MHJ is not going to solidify more than what we need because we I, I would say at least three to four receivers I I would believe I, I hate to say it I look at Green Bay and see those receivers as a core then it's, it's like three or four of them I think you know but to and just imagine on down the line they grow together I, I'm gonna be real with you, man. It, the, the NLC North finna be some. It's gonna be hell to tell the cap. You hear me? Because the the, the Lions gonna be good. You know we gonna be good. Green Bay gonna be good. Whether we want to accept it or not, the NLC North gonna be. It's, it's, it's gonna turn heads. I believe this upcoming season and maybe in, in years to come. But I just want to chime in on that, man. Talking about Shane. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, like I said. You know, if they do bring one of those players or player or two from Seattle, I would hope it'd be that Kobe guy, that 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 tight end. You know what I'm saying? We can still look deep into the centers. I would still prefer that we get the best free agent center that we can get, and then just draft one of the up and coming centers. That way, we can solidify every time. Even even for Tevin Jenkins, I think we need to bring in a top-notch guard, you know what I'm saying, just in case what's going on with Kevin Jenkins, you know. So hopefully, man, we get this thing together, man, because I, I – Shane Waldron, uh, how many receivers were the Bears need? Well, so if you look at Shane Waldron's system, and I talked about this in an episode I think late last week, is that the, the usually his third leading receiver is a tight end. So I don't think we need three or four receivers, but we're going to need people who can catch the ball. So I think if you add another big-time receiver, if you end up holding on to Darnell Mooney or drafting somebody else who can be in the slot or signing a free agent, I think you're solid there. The tight ends are a very big part, and he's even had times where, I think with the Rams, where his third leading receiver was a running back. So it's not necessarily that you need a bunch of wide receivers, but you do need people who can be used in the passing game. So I think you add one more big weapon wide receiver. Maybe you hope on Tyler Scott to develop. Maybe you hold on to Darnell Mooney. But uh, Roshan Johnson and his ability to catch out the backfield, I think is going to be really big under Waldron's system. And then Cole Komet as well. So I think that's how you – I don't think we, we're going to have to get off just all wide receivers if that's what you're alluding to. But you definitely need people who can be used, utilized effectively in that passing game to make Shane Waldron's system the best. So great voicemail, though. Great voicemail. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Camp. Hey, what's happening, fellas? This is Camp from Arizona. Uh, hey, I'm still waiting for you to uh, tell us where you get all that gear from, man. I like to pick up some of that. But, uh, yeah, I left a message previously. You all didn't answer, but, but I don't remember what it was, so fuck it. But my question is, and I just like everyone to, because I live out west and I've seen every one of Caleb Williams' games. My question is, very simply, what is everybody seeing that makes him so quote unquote generational? I see a slightly bigger Kyler Murray. I also see a person who's like benefited from a system. I see someone that's smaller than Justin Fields. I'm just curious, what is it that people see that makes 
it's such a no-brainer when you can get four or five other players plus someone, a veteran from another team. I, I Can you all just please answer that for me? Uh, this is Camp again from Arizona. Got time up. Bear down. Peace. All right, so Camp asking, this is what I alluded to earlier, what makes Caleb Williams generational? The potential in him, right? But I do think, like I said, that a lot of this generational talk is just national media narrative. He's a damn good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He has tons of potential, tons of potential. But let's look at players that they listed as generational last year and how they performed, at least in that rookie year. Not done developing at all yet, right? So I think that you, in every draft, you have somebody who gets that generational label. Now, in this draft, personally, the only player that I see is truly generational is Marvin Harrison Jr. You guys know that I talk about him a lot because he is the one that I think, if you look at all the careers, I think if you compare the quarterback careers and Marvin Harrison Jr., I think that Marvin Harrison is going to have the best career out of any of those players that are slated to go in the top 10. My opinion, we'll see if it comes to fruition, but that you always get a quarterback in every draft that gets that generational label. It doesn't always mean that they're going to live up to it. Some of it's narrative. Some of it is potential. Potential always isn't realized. And I think that's what it comes down to. But Caleb Williams has some big flaws. And I think kind of the people that follow the narrative rather than watch the games don't understand that those flaws are there. But the bigger question, again, like I said in the first one, is that do you think the caliber of player that he can be, regardless of flaws and all, can truly get your team to where you needed to get to? And if the Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles think that, then that's the way that they should go. We'll see. We'll see. Great voicemail from camp there. Let's get into this next one. This one is from Tonio. Hey, it's Bobby C-Dub, Steve-O. How's it going? Tonio calling in. I was uh, I got a quick question. I was wondering, do you think Matt Eberflus actually owes it to Justin Fields to run it back this year based on his decision to pick that offensive staff? You know, we keep hearing that uh, in a lot of the meetings, the exit meetings, that the players pretty much was a deciding factor in them keeping Matt Eberflus. So if, is it more of a quid pro quo? Hey, we got your back, you got ours, and which is in turn why they hired, I wouldn't say hired a, the best OC for Justin, but like you said, hi, they hired a, a, a person who can do the job I, with a new quarterback or with the same quarterback that's already uh, in the system. I just want to know, you know, what's your thoughts on that? You know, are they inclined to run it back? I mean, do they owe it to Justin Fields, or is it just more of a, hey, we got to do his best for the for the for the city, even though that's that's not putting you know people in the right position to succeed. Other than that, no other questions. Shot town up, bear down, and love the content from you guys. Peace. Does Matt Eberflus owe Justin Fields to bring it back, considering he hired this? The, the offensive coaching staff. That's a great. I, I do think that Matt, when you're with the player every single day, you understand. You see some things that people who just watch games don't see, and you and you've gotten to know them as a person. I think there's that attachment there as well as it should be. I won't say that he necessarily owes it because at the end of the day, the only thing that's owed is to put the best football team possible that you can out there on the field. That's the only thing that's owed. That's the only thing is doing is making the decisions that you feel are the best for your football team. That's what Matt Eberflus, that's what Kevin Warren, that's what Ryan Poles, that's what their job is called to do. And if they see it being anybody else, then that's the idea of what it's to do. But I, like I said, people who don't understand how much coaching hurt Justin Fields, I think are just aren't very smart football fans. Now, that does not mean that he does not still make mistakes that are completely on him. Two things can be true at the same time. But I think for people who just eliminate or completely wash away how much coaching is important, 
I think that they just aren't very smart football fans. But great voicemail from Tony O. Let's get into this next one. This last one for today. This one's from Brent. Hi, Hayes. This is Brent Tollickson. I've been a fan for 1972. I've seen a lot in my lifetime. And I'm tired of this mediocrity that we're having. I've seen a lot through this 38 years of since the Super Bowl. I like the Shane Waldron hiring. I would like to give Darnell Moody another shot. I think we can unlock him because Getsky could unlock anything with Mooney and Tyler Scott. I think we should draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and Brock Bowers too. I would want to let's want to know what you think. I'm sorry I have a stroke. But bear down, Chicago up. Bear down and have a good day. First of all, Brent, I, listen, you've been a, a Bears fan for so long. Thank you for supporting the franchise that we all love. Thank you for supporting the channel, brother. As far as giving Darnell Mooney another shot, and you know I agree with you on Marvin Harrison Jr., but I'm going to focus on the Mooney part of it. I do think that with Shane Waldron coming in, if the Bears' plan is to go wide receiver with one of their first-round picks, whether it be Marvin Harrison Jr., whether it be Rome, whether it be Neighbors, whether it be any of those guys. I think that there's enough of a conversation, depending on what Mooney can get in the open market, that there's a, a for at least a one-year proven deal, maybe a one-plus-one, right? Um, so I think there's enough reason for that to think that that is something that they may do because we know that Shane Waldron does get more varied with what he runs and what he does, and I do think that he's going to be able to take advantage more of what we see from Darnell Mooney because Luke Getze just didn't do it. So. I, I know that a lot of Bears fans, me included, are down on Darnell Mooney, but if Shane Waldron comes in and he's talking to Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren and he says to them, hey, this Mooney guy, I don't know your guys' plans for him, but I really do think I can use him in this offense. I think he can be, I can, I can really rehab him in this offense. That may be, be enough reason for them to look at it and say, hey, if we're going young and we're drafting a wide receiver, let's go ahead and bring our vet back who's been here, who has chemistry with Justin Fields. He knows, you know, these players, he has chemistry with those guys. And then let's see what he can be in Shane Waldron's system. And then if it works, maybe then we could talk long-term deal. That's if Mooney doesn't find that value out in the open market. So great voicemail as well from Brent there. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being the best part of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Central at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773 773- 27027. I'm sorry, that's the wrong number. Wrong number. That was the Bull Central number. The number for the Bears, 773 242 9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I liked in every episode on, Shot Town Up, but Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.